Life Audio. You are listening to Hope for Women with Father Wounds, Episode 33, Unpacking Our Wounds. I'm your host, Kia Steven. This podcast is for women who have experienced pain in their father-daughter relationship as a result of divorce, abandonment, abuse, incarceration, addiction, or a physically present but emotionally absent father. The aim of this podcast is is to help you exchange your father wounds for the love of God the Father. If you are benefiting from this podcast and think it might help another woman, I encourage you to share it with a friend, rate, comment, and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Let's dive in. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. The audio for this podcast episode was originally recorded in a YouTube live series on my YouTube channel. You can find the link to my channel in the show notes below. Last week, we talked about women with father wounds. And this week, I wanted to talk about unpacking our wounds and and how I even got to that place of what does it even mean to unpack your wounds. So let's go ahead and pray and get started. God, we thank you. We bless you. We magnify you. Thank you for giving us nuggets in scripture that apply to problems and issues that we experience in life. Thank you that the gospel is relevant to whatever we might face and that you are intimately concerned about our lives. Holy Spirit, I invite you into this time. I pray that it would be helpful. It would be useful. It would be practical. It would bring healing, all the things, God. And we just honor and bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Welcome to the lady. I believe it's the lady that's joining me live and those that will join via the replay. So I wanted to just start off just kind of talking to you about the subject of father wounds. Okay. I'm going to start with the term. When I first started learning about all this stuff, the term that I would hear all the time was fatherless. And people would use that term fatherless to encompass divorce, abandonment, abuse, incarceration, drug addiction, premature death and a physically present but emotionally absent father. It wasn't just that 
you did not have a father. It was that you experienced the absence of a father's presence, you know, by one of those examples that I gave. And and I found a lot of, but what I found with that is that some women who did have father wounds did not identify with the term fatherless. And so anyways, on my journey, I also heard other terms like daddy wounds, daddy list, daddy issues. And so for, I, I actually did a survey when I was getting ready to start writing my book and I was trying to figure out what would be the best title. I did a survey and asked people what are the connotations that come with the word, you know, daddy issues or father wounds or blah, 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 blah. So I I did a soft survey on Facebook and that's why I landed with the term father wounds. And so I've used this term a bunch, father wounds, father wounds, father wounds, but I never really unpacked it in my head. I think I understood what it was, you know, that you had been impacted in a negative way by those things that I mentioned above. And so it left an imprint in your heart and in your soul and in your mind. But I really, really started thinking about it when I have, I've been talking about this book, when I was reading this book, Healing the Child Within. And I don't think I read this page, uh, but page 18, and I mentioned it in a post that a devotion that I did for Proverbs 31 Ministries called God Heals All Wounds. And y'all, oh my goodness, I intentionally did not mention the book. If you're watching this, I did not mention the book because out of respect for Proverbs 31 Ministries, it's a Christian ministry, parachurch ministry. And I I just wasn't going to reference this book because it's it's not a Christian resource. Y'all, when I tell you the saints, the saints came for me everywhere. When I woke up last week, I had two emails from people saying, you know, that book you mentioned that your husband wanted you to read. Can you tell me what the name of that book is? There was somebody on, on YouTube that mentioned it. Then somebody reached out on Facebook. Somebody went to my direct messenger on Instagram, on Facebook. Then they kept saying things. So I was like, okay. Note to self, didn't think this through. I didn't, I underestimated how many people would be impacted, would say, hey, that's me. I have wounds. I want help. Share the resource. I underestimated that. If you're watching, I am so sorry that I didn't think that through because I I just would have probably notated something. I I would have notated something inside of the, devotion. And if you didn't read the devotion, I will link that in the description section of the video. But these were Dr. Whitfield listed out 20 needs that you should have. And it just struck me. It just struck me. Here's some of them. Survival, safety, touching, skin to skin contact, attention, mirroring, echoing, something that should happen as a baby guidance, listening, being real, being able to be your real self, not no fake facades, facades, I can't think of mask, participating, acceptance. There's a lot underneath acceptance. Others are aware of, take seriously and admire the real you, freedom to be the real you, tolerance of your feelings, validation, respect, belonging and love, 
opportunity to grieve losses. Nobody makes fun of you. Nobody says you're too sensitive. Support, loyalty and trust, accomplishment, mastery, power, control, creativity, having a sense of completion, making a contribution. Well, I'm going to say this one, but it may be confusing. I don't fully, I'd have to read the, the section in the book that goes over it anyways. Enjoyment, fun. They do have sexuality. It's a secular book, but it goes into detail on another page. You guys have to get the book, but pair it with scripture. Just in case you come across something, it's like, all right. Anyways, nurturing and unconditional love. Y'all, when I saw that, it jumped out at me that if that did not happen or if it happened in a way that left a scar, there would be a wound there. And so I began to initially start to come up with all these different types of wounds that you could have, but it was so broad. It was so broad. I was like, how can I make this more succinct? How can I categorize all of these wounds that were everywhere? And again, you might go to somebody else and they may come up with several different types of wounds. But what I thought about is the reality that we are triune being. Every individual on the face of this earth consists of body, soul, and spirit. And when we say soul, your soul consists of your mind, your will, and your emotions. And so there could be a wound in each of those three parts of man. You could have a soul wound. You could have a a wound in your mind, your will, or your emotions. That would be a soul wound. You could have a spirit wound, and that would be a wound that impacts your spirit. You could have a body wound, and that would be a wound that impacts your body, whether it is physical abuse or sexual abuse. Now, if you are asking yourself, self, I'm wondering, do I have a father wound? I'm wondering what type of father wound I have. But I'm I'm imagining as I am saying this, something is probably coming to mind. But what I will say is that I will include the father wound quiz that I created in the description section of this video. It should already be there, actually. And it's also in the video that I did last week for women with father wounds. Okay. So I wanted to share with you some of the survey results because anytime I do a survey, I have a a running survey on the father swap blog or, and then this quiz, it's kind of like the information is interesting, but it's also sad at the same time because you really wish nobody would fill out the survey and nobody would do the quiz because every time somebody does, it's an indication that there is, there are people who have been impacted by the father wound, which I inherently, we know you just don't really want to see the data. So I was completely blown away and shocked by the response from this quiz to date. We have trying to pull it up. There it is. Okay. 
to date, we have had 1,672 people to complete the quiz. And of those people, I'm just going to go over these wounds and then I'm going to talk about them. Of these people, 652 had a soul wound, a wound that impacted their mind, their will, or their emotions. 503 had a spirit wound and 339 had a healed wound, which I I put that in because there are people who have been impacted by their wounds, but their wounds are not debilitating them. They're not making life, making it difficult for them to function in life. So I added that, that wound type and then the body wound which 178 people have indicated that they had a body wound, either physical abuse or sexual abuse as it relates to the father wound. Okay. So I wanted to share that with you, but then also say that there's hope. There's hope, right? Because no wound is beyond the reach of God, which I shared on last week when I went over the scripture, Psalms 147 and 3, that says God heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. So for all 1,672 plus people, and the number is continuing to grow, there is hope. God heals all of their wounds. And in saying that, what I did not say, I did not say this last week, But I believe that God's word is the healing balm. I I was mentioning, talking about binding up. What does this word bind mean? To bind means that you put ointment and you put whatever type of medications on that wound and then you wrap it tight as you would with a Band-Aid or with some type of bandage. But The ointment that I am referring to is not something you can purchase at Walgreens or Target, but it is the word of God. The word of God pours over us. It washes over us. His words cleanse us. His words heal us. There is power in God's word. The Bible tells us in in Hebrews, I believe it's Hebrews, that the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword, okay? So that what I did not say when I said he buys up our wounds, how does he do it? Through the word of God, which means we got to read it. We got to read it. We have to immerse ourselves in the word of God through a Bible study, through meditation. We have to pray. But then also God might use other people to heal the brokenhearted and to bind up their wounds. And if you heard me anywhere, you know, I'm a firm believer in counseling and group therapy. That's what this book right here. If you have some severe dysfunction and alcoholism and abuse in your family, he recommends that you be a part of some some support group. And he mentions them here. Okay. But anyways, I want to show you really quickly in scripture, a couple of people that had the three types of wounds, the soul wound, the body wound, 
and the spirit womb. And I want to show you how God uh, met the needs of those people. Okay. So the soul wound, I, what the person that came to mind for me was Hannah. You find her story in first Samuel one, seven. And Hannah was the wife of Elkanah, 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 am I saying saying it right? And he was in a polygamous marriage. They They were in a polygamous marriage. So he had another wife named Penina and she could get pregnant and Hannah could not. And so she was tormented in her mind. She was tormented in her emotions. In fact, this is what the word of God says about Hannah in first Samuel one and five, it says, whenever Hannah went up to the house of the Lord, her rival provoked her. And, and you know what it means to be provoked, to have somebody find your weak area and just pick and prod day after day over and over. And you got PTSD every time somebody mentions that specific area in your life, mentally, it's a mental torment. It's an emotional torment. It messes with your decision-making. This was Hannah. This was Hannah right here. It says, her rival provoked her till she wept and would not eat. My God. Her will. You see how her will was impacted? Those are the three components of your soul at play. Your mind, your will, and your emotion. Hannah was grief-stricken over her barrenness beyond comfort. Because Elkanah tried to say, you know, I love you. Isn't that enough? But she was like, bruh, you don't understand. She didn't say that. That's me and a slang. But she refused to eat. And then this is what happened to her. In 1 Samuel 1, 10, Hannah prayed to the Lord. She wept bitterly. It appeared like she was drunk. Eli, the priest, was like, oh, my gosh. Girl, you can't come into the house of the Lord like this. And she was like, no, I'm not drunk. I'm just, I'm sorrow full. I'm hurting. Her lips were moving, but her voice was not heard. And and Eli prayed with her and said, you know, the Lord has heard you. And God blessed her. She was able to conceive. She had a child. And so I use that as an example. If you are saying to yourself, I've been tormented in my mind. I have been tormented in my emotions. My will has been impacted to the point where I don't want to eat. I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to do life. I am saying to you that there is hope that God heals all wounds and he, God heals the brokenhearted and he binds up our wounds. Look at this example in scripture. And when you look at the example, don't say that this is some random fictitious individual, but Hannah was a flesh and blood person. She actually lived. She lived. And if God can heal her wound, her soul wound, God can heal yours. Amen. Okay. All right. Let's talk about the spirit wound. Okay. And for the spirit wound, I thought about the Samaritan woman at the well. Her story is found in John 4 and 10. And this Samaritan woman was coming to get water at a time when women don't get water, probably because she didn't want to be with all the other women. Because, you know, if you're a woman, you know, what it's like to be with a lot of women. I love estrogen. I love, I love being a woman, but you know how we can be 
sometimes. So anyway, she was avoiding all of the other women at the well. So she came in the heat of the day and she didn't know that there was an encounter set up for her by God, by Jesus. I love Jesus for that. I love because he will set up an encounter for you. This could be an encounter. You could have stumbled across this YouTube video like with that girl with that humongous Afro pup. It's an encounter set up by God anyways. And so they get into this engage. They start to engage with one another and about water, about water. But it really wasn't about natural water. It was about spiritual water because Jesus knew that this woman had what five husbands and the one that she was, the man that she was with was not her husband. And so he spoke not to her natural need for something to quench her natural thirst. He spoke to a deeper spiritual need to quench her spiritual thirst. Okay. And she's talking to him about, you shouldn't be talking to me. I'm a Samaritan, blah, 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 blah. And then this is what Jesus says in John 4, 10. She says, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asked you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. This woman was confused. She's like, you know, how can you access this living water? And they're going to have this conversation about how if you drink natural water, you're going to be thirsty again. Now, let's talk about the natural water that she was drinking. She was drinking the natural water of relationships. Moment of silence. Moment of silence. Y'all. The connotation associated with daddy issues is women who are constantly dating men and that they loose women, loose women. That's a, that's a negative connotation. I didn't make it up. I didn't make up the connotation. I just learned about it. Okay. It is common or it can happen because I know some of you might be watching saying that didn't happen to me. That's not my story. Okay. But it can happen that when you grow up without the love and affirmation of your biological father, that you can look for that love and that affirmation in the arms of men going from man after man after man. This man didn't give you the affirmation you wanted. So you go to the next man. This man didn't give you the affirmation that you want. So you go to the next man. I was look, and I I'm not going to say the name of the celebrity. I'm not going to tell you the name of celebrity because I don't want her to come for me. (laughs) Some of y'all might be a fan, but I was reading an article about a celebrity who said she doesn't like to be alone. And so for the past five years, five or six years, she has gone from husband to boyfriend to boyfriend to husband to a fiance, the husband, to, you know, it's just, and the, the span of time between them has been like five months, five, three months, four months. Okay. Now, if, if this is you, if you're saying that's me, I am not putting you down. I'm not putting you down. I am not trying to hurt or offend you. Sis, I'm trying to love you right now. I'm trying to love you. I'm about to run out of time. Okay, I'm trying to love you in the sense that 
We have to give ourselves an opportunity to be alone with ourselves in order to identify if there's something in our spirit that is thirsting after things that cannot quench our thirst. If you constantly go after the things, the the tangible, natural things to quench your thirst, you'll never realize what you're really thirsting for. Okay. And what we are all designed to thirst for is communion with God, our heavenly father. He is the number one thirst quencher, right? He's that's what he's saying to the woman. I'll give you living water and you'll never thirst again. That's a spirit wound. When you're, there's something in you that's dissatisfied, that's longing for something else. Another man, another bottle, another outfit, another, 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 another. At some point, we should be satisfied with God and God alone, but we have to allow ourselves to be alone. Okay. And so anyways, God impacted this woman by telling her the truth. And it was so impactful. She ran away. Girlfriend left the water jug. She came to the well for the water and left it there. Gosh, that's how Jesus would do you completely forget what it was you wanted because you got the real, right? And then she went to all her, her people and she said, come see this man that told me everything that I ever did. Okay. All right. Don't have the time. But if you have a spirit wound today, know that God wants to quench your thirst, but it will require you to put down all of the substitutes. You can't cling to your substitutes and and reach for the real, right? You got to put the substitute down and go after the real, okay? Girlfriend, I love you. You may want to cuss me out right now, but I love you. I'm telling you the truth. If you're going after man, after man, after man, stop, okay? All right. Where's the last one? The last wound. The last one, y'all, and I, this is not part of my testimony, a body wound. I have not experienced physical abuse or sexual abuse. I don't even really want to talk about it because I haven't tasted it. I haven't tasted it. And I will probably, you know what? If you go on my YouTube channel, there are some interviews. Oh, man. I'll have to look for that interview and and put it in the description section of the video I did years ago uh, with a woman that was physically abused. And her name is Tonier Kane, I believe that's her name. I'm saying it right. Anyways, I'll look for the video and hyperlink it. It's pretty raw. But let me say this. The person that came to mind about the body wound was the woman with the issue of blood. And this was not something that was done to her. It was just something that she had, but it was in her body. And when I think about a body wound or um, a se- sexual abuse or physical abuse, it just kind of stays with you. It stays with you. It doesn't leave what I have read and what I have heard. It lingers. And all throughout life, there is, a, a remnant of that wrong that had been done to you that had impacted your body and it can feel 
impossible to be healed of. Okay. And I imagine this woman with the issue of blood felt a similar way because she had had the issue of blood. I believe it was eight years. I may have to go back. I, I didn't study to prepare for this, but I did write an article on this and I'll, a devotion on this. I'll share it with you for, I believe anyways. And I love that this woman had the inner fortitude not to give up. She had went to doctor after doctor after doctor with no avail. She had spent all the money she had. And maybe you're feeling like that today. You know, I've been a counselor after counselor. You done went up to the altar, had people pray for you. You've tried to memorize scripture after scripture. You've done all the things that you know how to do. I want you to be encouraged today, sis. Because this woman tried one more time. She said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I know I would be made whole. Okay. And then I love that after she touched the hem of his garment, power left out of Jesus from his cloak to this woman and supernaturally healed her, which I believe God still heals supernaturally today. But power went out from him. And then God could have said, you know what? Let's keep moving. Let's go through this crowd because he was on his way to heal Jairus's daughter. He could have said, you know what? Let I got an agenda. But he stopped and he paused because he wanted to identify this woman, not because he didn't know who she was, but because he wanted to affirm her as daughter. He says, daughter, your faith has healed you. And for some of you, you are walking around underneath the definition of your wound. God says, do not be defined by your wound anymore. Do not be defined by your sexual abuse that happened to you. Do not be defined by the physical abuse that happened to you. I am giving you a new definition. And that name is daughter. You are a daughter of God. And he heals you today. Okay. I don't have the time to go on, but I want you to know that the scripture Psalms 147 and three applies to you, whether you have a body wound, a spirit wound or a soul wound. God says that he heals the broken hearted and he binds up their wounds. Be encouraged today, sis. Be encouraged Today, if that is you, I love you. I love you. I am praying for you. I will drop some resources in the description section of this video for you. Okay. Let me pray for you. Lord, this is such a difficult, difficult topic. And many might question, how can a loving God allow such a thing? How can a loving God allow women to grow up? without the love and the affirmation and the guidance and the safety and the care of their biological father. Shouldn't God provide that for every little girl? And whereas there are things that you allow that we don't understand, God, I know that you are a good God. You are a loving God. You are a compassionate God. You are intimately concerned about the things that concern us. You are a good heavenly father for every woman. You 
father, the fatherless God. And so I am asking you today for the women that are watching now and that will watch via the replay, God, if they have a spirit wound, if they have a soul wound in their mind, in their will, in their emotions, God, if they have a body wound, God, I am asking you for every single one of your daughters that you would go in and you would supernaturally heal their broken heart and bind up their wounds. God, that you would remind them that they are loved, that they are seen, that they are valued, that they are wanted. And we honor and bless you, God. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen, ladies. I hope that you have been blessed. And I look to see you all next week. Take care. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Hope for Women with Father Wounds podcast, episode 33, Unpacking Our Wounds. I hope this episode has been an encouragement to you, and I want you to know whether your dad is deceased, absent, divorced, unavailable, incarcerated, or you don't know who he is, sis, there is hope for you. Hope to be healed, hope to be secure, hope to be free, completely free. Hope to be satisfied with the love of God. Yes, there is hope for women with father wounds. This was episode 33 of Hope for Women with Father Wounds. I am your host, Kia Stevens. If you are benefiting from this podcast and think it might help another woman, I encourage you to share it with a friend, rate, comment, and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Be sure to check out the links associated with this podcast so you can access several free resources for you. Also, I'm excited to announce that I will be publishing my first book for women with father wounds on March 7, 2023. So be sure and subscribe to my blog at www.kiastevens.com so you don't miss any updates. Thanks for listening to this episode, and I hope you will join me for episode 34, Trusting God When You Have Trust Wounds. Hope for Women with Father Wounds is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review this podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. Looking for ways to stay positive? Brighten your day with the free story behind podcast. Hear weekly short stories that showcase true joy, love, and hope. Listen now at lifeaudio.com or by searching for Story Behind wherever you get your podcasts.